You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Hey there, here's a quick note. This podcast contains general financial advice only. That means it's not specific to you, your needs, goals, or objectives. So don't act on the information until you've spoken with your financial advisor. You'll find our full disclosure, disclaimer, and link to our financial services guide in the show notes. Kate Campbell, welcome to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm here. You are here. (laughs) Welcome. It's good to be back. It is good to be back. Today, we're talking 10 ways that homeowners can save, but we're also going to throw in some things if you're renting. Basically, anyone can save money from these tips. So with mortgage interest rates going up, with rents going up in some places, the cost of living, the cost of iceberg lettuce, I haven't had one of those in ages, it's all up in the air and people are pretty unsure about their expenses, how, like how they're going to make ends meet in certain respects. So that's why we're here today, to give them 10 actionable strategies and ways to save money. And it ties in with your recent purchase of a home. Yes. Well, it's been very interesting to me because there seems to be expenses everywhere as a homeowner. So Mm -hmm. uh, starting from the mortgage, that's the expensive part, but there's a lot of other expensive bits. So um, this deep dive, I went down trying to figure out ways to save money uh, around the house and thought we'd share it with you. And we've got some listener suggestions in here as well. So it's not all going to be helpful for you. Some of this you might have tried. It didn't work. And some of this might be state relevant. But if you can take one thing from this episode and maybe give it a go around the home, save $100, $200, it's probably worth doing. Because for many people, mortgages have gone up. Um, and that means an extra 500 bucks a month for a lot of people, 1000 bucks a month, depending on the size of your mortgage every month and that's pretty scary for a lot of folks Um, and conversely if homeowners are facing increasing costs and investors it also can mean uh, rents will go up as well the two biggest mortgage stresses or financial sorry biggest financial stresses in australia are the the rent or mortgage then groceries and both of those things have gone up so now is the time to get creative have a bit of fun start saving money number one kate your mortgage, which is probably one of your biggest expenses at the moment, uh, or your rent. Yeah, most, or your rent. Some of these tips are for mortgage, but you can probably throw in some ones for rent as well. Yep. Uh, so firstly, 
actually putting a calendar reminder to review your mortgage rates on a yearly basis. Maybe it's fixed right now, but if it's coming up um, to the end of the fixed term, being really proactive about what's going to happen after that. Is it sensible for you to fix again or is it better to be on a variable rate after that? Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe talking to your broker in advance of this coming up Um, and just being really proactive at the moment so you know what your repayments are. Um, going and finding out and logging into your account. Okay, has my bank adjusted for the last RBA interest rate hike? Yes, no, what did the new repayments look like? Do I need to cover a difference? Yeah, so I spoke to mortgage broker Chris Bates who did the property course with us on RASC with, along with Amy Lenardi. So you can go and take that course. It's a fantastic course. Um, and he said, I spoke to him yesterday and he said, the way the banks get you is something called loyalty tax. All of the new people that sign up and refinance are the ones that get the discounts and the other ones can pay sometimes 2% more, which is like 50% more in some cases. So now is the time to use comparison websites, find a CanStar, RateCity, Mozo, Loans.com.au, any of those sites, or just go to, if you're with ComBank, look at Westpac. If you're with Westpac, look at ING. If you're at ING, look at NAB, whatever. Just start comparing, get two comparisons. Um, typically to get a lower rate on your mortgage, you will need to refinance. So what that means is you will have to, um, you will have to produce your pay slips, produce your income. It sounds like a bit of work, but if you're on PAYG, like if you're just earning an income, just go and do it. Yeah. It's one of the biggest ways you'll save money right now. And um, a couple of hours work could save you work. a few thousand dollars a year on your mortgage. Yeah. And right now, Banks know that there's a massive refinancing binge going on in Australia, and so they're offering cashbacks. Some of the banks are offering $2,000, $3,000. Don't be fooled because sometimes when you go through the application process, you do need to pay. So there is like a, a, um, a mortgage fee. Some mortgages have fees to apply for a loan. So it may not be $2,000 in your pocket. It may only be $1,000 after thing. Um, so that's the thing. And a mortgage broker can help you with that. Now for renters, the thing to note is that because mortgages are going up, that typically means higher rents. So the one thing that is annoying with renting, I know this, I've lived through it, is if your homeowner decides to sell, then that can be a pain in the backside. Or if they say, we're not renewing the lease because we're going to move in and we've sold our other house, whatever the case may be. There are two birds with one stone with this tip is that if you are in a position to do so, go and talk to your real estate agent about locking in a longer term lease at a fixed rate. So what I mean by that is, let's say you're in an apartment in Perth and you think that your rent might go up. You can preempt that. You could go to your agent or go to the landlord and say, you know, I'm paying $400 a a week. Let's call it 425 and I'll lock in for another 12 months or I'll lock in for another 18 months, depending on your situation. But that gives you, you know, surety that you know you're going to be there. There's a legal contract in place you know what the payment is, it's set, um, and it'll be good. One thing is, um, when I spoke to Chris yesterday, do I lock in a mortgage uh, interest rate or do I go with variable? Variable rates are a lot lower than fixed rates at the moment, as you know, Kate, a lot, lot lower. Um, the reason is that banks think interest rates are going up. So they're locking in higher rates if you want a higher rate uh, because they're scared that if they lock in a rate and interest rates keep going up, they'll be left with the bill. Mm. So... You could have both. You could do a mix. Um, Chris's advice on the Australian Investors podcast when I talked to him was, unless you're getting a really good discount on the fixed rate, maybe variable over the long term still is the way to go. So 
talk to your broker, see what they have to say. That's tip number one. Tip yep. number two, Kate. Tip number two is around insurance. And the biggest tip here is actually compare and shop around every single year. And if you can uh, lock in a year in advance, there's often a discount there. Mm. And I guess this is one of the times when if you're already in a good financial position, it is easier to save money, um, which is tough if you're not, yeah. that you can, if you can pay 12 months in advance, maybe you only have to pay for 11 months or 10 months um, when you lock it in. Yep. So this is thing, these are things like car insurance, home and contents. You won't need home, home insurance if you're just renting. You will need contents though, or you will want that. Um, it could be like um, for any jewelry, if you have an engagement ring and you've got separate mm. insurance on that. Health insurance. Health insurance, all these things. Once again, the loyalty tax stings you. There are, there's a very simple way to save, as you said, instead of paying monthly, pay annually. Amazon, I was talking to Ryan Newman. Mm. Uh, he's appeared on the Investors Podcast, good friend of mine, investment analyst. Um, he was saying that he saved 10% on all of his bills by going annually yeah so that's a huge expense car, imagine all the car insurance the house insurance the amazon primes yeah. the disney they get the money all up front so they're happy to reward you for that and they know you're going to yeah. pay for the whole year so this is the this is the rub if you get an amazon discount say you with amazon prime or whatever say normally it's like 10 bucks a month i don't know what it is um so that's 120 a year in some cases some of these um, subscription services will offer you 30 percent off mm. now the key thing is here if you're weighing up the difference, can you make a 30% return on your money? No. Well, you may as well go and do the annual option because you may as well give them the money and let them have the, the discounted amount yeah. because you're not going to make 30% sitting in the bank. So go and pay for it now instead of having it on a recurring subscription. So great advice. Now's the time to, to lock those in as well. Yeah. And that even though we're talking about insurances here, this applies for a lot of other things. Like if your business has certain software subscriptions, you can often... Yeah. Pay in advance pay in and advance. get a discount. So if you have a bit of cash lying around, could be something to consider. Yeah, car insurance in particular is a big one uh, for folks that have cars, multiple cars. In, in fact, do it, annual, do it annually. You will save a lot of money. Um, electricity, gas, white goods. We've got all of this in one. This is around the home. These things are pretty expensive. Yeah, I had a lot of categories going on here. But my first tip was with the dishwasher uh, because... You're using that every day. Some of the newer dishwashers you can set on timers so they don't start until a certain, um, like a delayed start mm -hmm. until later at night. Because one of the electricity providers I was having a look at, um, you have your set daily supply charge, but the consumption time, if you use off peak, which for them was um, from 9 p.m. to midnight, you got you only had to pay about half the price in terms of that Such a creative energy. way to save. Yeah, and so... Yeah. If you, if you do have that delayed start time or you can put it on just before you go to bed, you often save a little bit. And it's all those things here and there. Um, it adds up. So using energy during off-peak times and that applies to other... You do the, you do the washing machine, yeah. you do the dryer, whatever. Those things consume a lot of power. Um, this is where for those people that can afford it, it's quite expensive. I don't have one of these things, but the Tesla power walls and the batteries, they actually... One of the ways that they pay themselves back is they actually draw energy from the grid during the day or overnight and they store it because they know you're going to use it at night so that's how it reduces your energy consumption solar panels through great initiatives too yeah you check your state um, may have uh, great initiatives and payback periods there and if you are buying new washing machines and things looking for a really high quality energy efficient machine can often save you over the long time might be a higher outlay mm. up front and the government actually has a website i'll put it in the show notes that you can compare the uh, energy efficiency ratings and there's a lot of different categories of washing machines cool. so there you go i like that so with energy prices skyrocketing all around australia 
now is the time to think and act yeah. in a way that's appropriate. Turn off those light switches, do all those types of things, little things. Mm. If they're one percenters, you do 10 of those, it's 10%. So and it makes probably a difference. the biggest one to think about at the moment is heating because a lot mm. of us, especially in Melbourne, it has been freezing lately and we've all had our heaters on most of the day. So mm-hmm. um, one of the, the New South Wales ombudsman actually said around 40% of our home energy gets gobbled up through heating and cooling because we like being a certain temperature yep. at all time. We don't like feeling a bit too hot or a bit too cold. Um, and so uh, whether you can think about using a fan in the summer for a bit instead, um, using uh, setting to a certain temperature, so not going above 21 degrees on the heater um, because every degree outside this range does increase your energy use by 5 oh. to 10%. Okay. Also according to the ombudsman. Yep. So there you go. I didn't work this out myself. So I think it's just... Um, being careful not to uh, set the temperature too high. If you can use more jumpers and trackies and Ugg boots and hoodies and things like that to make up the difference, that's crack. a good idea. And that will save. S- so, Kate, are you saying that you didn't calculate all these figures yourself? No, no, I did not. <laughs> okay, right. Just figuring that out. Uh, now. Even closing off doors to certain rooms, if you just want to heat a certain space, Turn if off you don't the duct. Want the whole space. Um, even making use of curtains and blinds, that keeps the house a lot warmer. Um, and a lot of the older houses, as I'm discovering, they have a lot of cold air coming in through the windows and underneath the doors yep. uh, because they don't 100% seal. Mm-hmm. And so finding, this is my tip to myself, is I'm going to find some sort of um, door. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know, know what they call called. them. The carpenters and whatever out there would know what we're talking about. The thing that goes over the base of the door to stop all the cold air coming in. Yeah, so you get, um, and you get one of those sausages. Yeah, that's what I've got at the moment. Yeah, and you can put, you can roll it up underneath the door there. Yeah, and some uh, sealant around the windowsill to make sure the cold air doesn't come in as yeah, much. Yeah, so if you've got older doors or windows, if you don't have the double pane glass, what you can do is a huge saving tip is if you just put your hand over the, the, the architraves or around your doors and windows, you can feel the breeze coming in. So one way you can stop that is actually you get this little bit of foam from Bunnings and it's just like as wide as like say, I don't know, half the size of a ruler and it, it goes in the, the arcs and around the, the edges of the doors and the windows and it squishes the window shut when it closes so you don't get that air coming mm. in. Be sure to get the weatherproof stuff, not just the cheap stuff that then breaks down if it gets water on it. Yes, that was a tip I got from one of my friends. Apparently, if you don't have it as waterproof sealant, it can go moldy and disintegrate so don't want that it's actually super for insulation purposes get that stuff because it will save it's just comfort as well like you don't want stuff just blowing into you you can sometimes see daylight through those on the older houses so yeah um, you don't want that and if you're wanting to compare energy there's a government national independent comparison site and if there is a more specialist site in your state that will they'll refer you to that so in victoria there is a specific energy comparison site which at the moment we've mentioned before but they're giving a 250 dollars bonus to households who actually go in and just compare their or you're energy providers compare. so good bonus for victorians i'm not sure if there's something for other states but there could be but i'll put that in the show notes because that's pretty cool yeah money for nothing i haven't had my first electricity bill yet so hopefully i get my 250 dollars once i get my first bill mm-hmm. like it so okay in at number four we've got water what yes Saving water by reducing inefficient shower heads, reducing leaking taps. I'm yep. sure people have had in the past where the tap just keeps dripping, dripping, dripping. Um, and a dripping tap that drips 45 times per minute wastes around 2,000 litres of water a month. 
So whether your toilet's not uh, up to standard, your taps are leaking water or spraying water in the wrong direction when you turn them on, um, trying to work out ways to make your water usage more efficient, whether that's, I know, I remember growing up, there was the whole thing about um, having really short showers or showering in a bucket and then using that to water the plants. Yep. I don't know if you got that. No, no, I do because we weren't allowed to wash cars and driveways. All that sort of stuff was kind of, and that gave rise to this whole industry of car washes and blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, and in, in Victoria, there's a, a scheme to have energy, uh, not energy, uh, water-efficient showerheads, which uh, our producer Monique told me about. And so uh, there's a whole list of people that are allowed to install these and they just claim the rebate from the government on your behalf. They also do it with light bulbs and a few other things. Uh, so you can get a free showerhead. Yeah, that's great. So you can. You, yeah, If you've got one of those old like round steel ones that send water in every direction it feels like you're standing under like the niagara falls when yeah. you're having a shower it feels great for sure so my new shower head uh that but is energy efficient and free is a much better option better option yes um yeah and so the if you if you want to learn like very simple if your tap's leaking seriously go onto youtube go bunnings space leaky tap and you will get so many solutions to your problem it's not funny. It's seriously easy. Like if DIY it, you can fix it pretty quickly. Um, next one is on furniture, appliances, and kitchen items. This is number five. Yes. So if you discover that you need some furniture, appliances, or kitchen items, there's a lot of things you can do rather than just going out to mm. Myers or Ikea and buying them. Um, firstly, I'd recommend asking friends and family because a lot of people have spare appliances sitting around their house or pieces of furniture in the garage that they don't want, but it hasn't quite gotten to the op shop yet. Or they don't mm. want to give it to the op shop because it has some sentimental value, um, but they don't actually want it in their house. So but just by asking around, you can find a lot of um, furniture and appliances and a lot of people bought things during lockdown that they used that um, pie making machine once and they didn't really want to make it again. I've had a few waffle machines in my past. <laughs> yep, they uh, they happen. Yeah. So this works both ways. If you've got stuff around the house, sell it. If you want to buy something, go on and buy it. A good example of this in action was um, when a couple of years ago at Rask, we uh, had Sophie, who was our designer, fantastic. She's now moved on. Um, but we got everyone ergonomic chairs to use at home. And she got the name of the chair, brand new, it was like $400. And she went on to Facebook and got it for 50 bucks. So uh, that's an example of like you take something that you think you want, see if it's online for cheaper and if it's good quality, it'll mm. save you bucket loads. Especially um, if people are moving out of their work from home offices, there might be a bit of office uh, equipment online on Marketplace or Gumtree at the moment and uh, gym equipment from people that uh, do not want the stuff they bought during lockdown anymore. So I definitely recommend uh, secondhand as much as you can. Op shops uh, in certain suburbs, you can find even better stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so do have a look around. Even garage sales. I mean, I haven't heard about garage sales much recently, but that's another resource and hard waste collection dates. If you know them, some suburbs and councils mm. put them on sig- uh, particular days and some are just individual basis, but you can often find some good secondhand uh, stuff there as well. Yeah, for sure you can. Absolutely. So number six is food. One of the big costs at the moment that's going up is the cost of groceries and produce. Yeah. So my biggest tip there is getting a few staples under your belt that you can cook fairly easily, quickly, that don't require that many uh, fancy ingredients. And so you can cook those and then supplement with other things. So I know you love talking about beans. Yeah. Legumes. One of the superfoods. We had basically everyone that has some type of degree in dietetics or nutrition to come on the show say, 
the best thing you can do is just eat legumes and they're super cheap. Like people say it's cheap, it's costly to eat healthy. I would say, I would strongly disagree and say some of the best things that you can eat are also the cheapest things. Mm. Um, Sometimes you just need to put some garlic and spices in to make it a bit more flavorsome. To make it really fun. Like you can do lots with legumes, honestly. Like shepherd's pie, you can do... Anyway. Yeah. People know they can go back and listen to (laughs) our episodes on um, eating better, eating healthy. We've done heaps of episodes on the Australian Finance Podcast about this. Why? Because it's one of the best ways you can save money and it's also one of the best things you can do. So uh, go check those out. We've got some listener suggestions here which are a bit of fun, Kate. Yeah, so... um staying out of coals and woolies and using your local greengrocer where sometimes these can actually be more affordable or your local butcher. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one near me does meat packs and things that often you'll freeze a couple of the items and use the rest um, and that can be really good value. Mm-hmm. Um, Harv's Weekly Grocery Cost said this listener um, and even going and getting like fruit and veggie boxes if you have a local market mm-hmm. um, and even some of the farmer's markets, keeping an eye on those um, even another listener suggestion was using the Woolies Rewards app because you get special offers that you can boost before you go shopping um, mm-hmm. that are personalized to you and the things you buy anyway. Yep, loyalty um, programs. And we've been on, just quickly on there, we've been through things like if you use RACV in Victoria or RAC whatever, RACQ, whatever, or if you use things like Macquarie's Marketplace, if, um, there's a heap of discounts if you just have yeah. a Macquarie bank account. CBA is trying to do the same thing with like broadband. You get 5 to 10% discount on buying a Woolies gift card, which you can then use at the store yeah so you could just save five percent of the cost of Woolworths just by using your bank account yeah which it is just requires cool. a bit more planning you just need to plan ahead yeah, yeah. Um, another listener suggestion was only buying sort of non-perishable staples for kitchen laundry toiletries um, when they're on sale so there's usually some sale throughout the year on your toothpaste or your favorite body wash so uh, stock up and buy multiple if you can um, so there you go save yeah. a bit of money there I would say Anything that you can buy that's non-perishable, like toilet paper, um, deodorant, all that sort of stuff, dishwashing liquid, pet food even, look on Amazon before you go and shop for it. Like it is incredibly efficient. Now, I know people are going to be like, support your local and i do i i go we have it we're very fortunate we have a discount food uh, pet food store near us and it's got so many great products and so cheap we can buy in bulk so i do do that but seriously compare the prices online as well mm. um you know there's so many great things aldi i want to give a shout out to the aldi dishwashing tablets those purple ones i think they're fantastic people disagree with me on that i think they're great i think yeah. they're just as good as the finished powerball tablets and they're like so much cheaper. Yeah. I remember growing up, there was lots of not quite right stores and QR stores around, which yeah. would be selling things that were going to hit their expiry date within a week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they still exist, but they were quite a good resource, especially if you wanted to get snacks and things in bulk. Um, and even just my age-old tip of deleting Uber Eats and having some lazy freezer meals, um, having some frozen peas and corn and maybe fish or pasta. bread, pasta, things in the freezer that when you come home late and you're tired and you're grumpy, there's something that you can whip together really quickly, maybe just eggs in the fridge, um, in your fridge and freezer that you can put a meal together quickly that's not too unhealthy um, and stops you jumping onto Uber Eats. Make it on a Sunday, make it a little bit extra, freeze it for the week. I had a goal this week, my new vision board, uh, of bringing five meals for lunch from home. I've got four, four days out of five. Not bad, saves money, eat healthy. 
all that. Number seven, transport. Transport. So if there's one day a week where you can change one of your trips anywhere to something that's via public transport, riding, walking, uh, even scootering in Melbourne seems to be the new thing. Um, Mm -hmm. So just changing one of your trips each week to something a little bit more affordable. It's not going to be possible for everyone. That mm-hmm. could be something to try. Uh, even things like share car services mm. where you, if you don't own a car, but you can um, use one of those local providers and share a car when you need to go somewhere. So when I went to um, the Gold Coast recently, I did a talk for the Gold Coast Suns and then I went to Byron to catch up with my brother and I was sick the whole time, which wasn't a great experience. Never mind. Um, I was, because everyone's touristing in Queensland at the moment, easy to see why. But um, I couldn't get a I couldn't get a hire car, and one thing that we've used before at, at Rask for our you know retreats and whatever is we've actually hired a car through um, Car Next Door, mm-hmm. which I think was bought by Uber recently. Could be wrong, um, and you can save like sixty percent mm. off the price of hiring a car. Like instead of those budget Euro car whatever, this car Car Next Door, you just download the app, verify your driver's license. And the thing about it is the people who own cars can rent out their car and it's super easy. You just take photos. There's normally like a padlock thing next to it on a tree or on the window. You unlock it, you get the code and you even get refunded for fuel. You only pay for a very small day rate and then cents per kilometer depending yeah. on the type of car. All inclusive, fully insured, all that sort of stuff. Massive way to save money and a really convenient way for people to make money from their cars. Yeah. So if you have a second or third works car. Works vice versa. Yeah. They just come in, they pick it up, they take photos, they, it's fully insured, they take it away. It's yeah. really, really efficient, a really good way to save money. It's like the Airbnb of cars. Yeah. And if you've got a car spot or a garage that you don't need, you can often rent those out as well, depending on what the rules are of your complex yeah. or car park. Yeah. If you're, in, if you're in any inner city area in Australia, uh, you might find that you can yeah, rent out your car spot. Really simple. Um, we've got two, two listener suggestions for this. First one, which I'll go with, is the, the 7-Eleven app. Uh, download the app. You can lock in. Um, it will search in your area or right around your area for the best fuel. Um, and, you can ha- you, you ha- and you have up to seven days to lock in the price that you do for up to 150 liters. And the listener says, even if my car is full, I'll, u- I'll usually go on RACV fuel price to see what the prices are like and just lock it in with the 7-Eleven app um, or top up if I need to. Great suggestion. Yeah. And the other suggestion was using the petrol spy site before filling up with petrol to get the cheapest deal. Yep. Uh, but they did comment that it was pretty expensive everywhere at the moment, which I know you were complaining about the other day. Yeah, it's super expensive. Um, don't fill up your fuel in your car on a weekend either. That's normally a pretty good tip. Uh, try and do it during the week. Like a Wednesday is normally a pretty good day to get fuel. Yeah, and not before public holidays. The day before or the day of public holidays is usually pretty bad. Yep, absolutely it is. Repairs, Kate, and maintenance are an inevitable part of home ownership or renting. Yes. Now, instead of buying every tool from scratch, you can often borrow or rent a tool from the neighbor. Like you Mm. might not need the... uh, (laughs) Power drill, drop saw. These are all things. Insert any tool above. Third tape measure, you sure? Water pressure cleaner. Well, yeah, well, well some who doesn't things need pressure sense, clean stuff. But I mean, some communities have local marketplace groups or things like that. You might even be able to be friends of your neighbors and say, can I borrow something? Yes, yes. A, a good neighbor is worth their weight in gold because they will just pass you over a tool that you need and you can return the favor or something like that. Or if you have vegetables and you can't eat it all, you take it to your neighbors. Or if you have chickens, like I do, just put my eggs out on the um, 
the next to my letterbox and people come and take it and give you some money if they I feel feel so good about it so that's fantastic um yeah i mean the, the this applies to everything but like the you can actually even with your insurance if we loop this maintenance back in with that if you do things like put dead bolts on your house or deadlock sorry or um you do different things around your house you can actually get better insurance because they'll um those will actually bring down the cost of the premium um so many things that you can do is just through very simple maintenance just mm-hmm. go on to youtube the bunnings web, uh, website has it as well to just maintain things makes a big big difference especially in like bathrooms and showers and that sort of stuff will save you a lot of money down the track yeah i know you mentioned that to me but getting several quotes for any repairs you need um and really look at what the quote includes um and checking reviews or asking your neighbors or people in your local area for recommendations of who does a really good job is also another point Yeah, because as i was saying to you when you bought your your house that um there is like 10,000 different tradies for 10,000 different things. Yeah. Like say you want to repair your part of your laundry. Well, that might require a plumber, electrician to move the power point or switch the power off. Um, it may require a plumber, uh, a carpenter to do the frame of the section that you work on. Then you'll have a waterproofer that comes in and waterproofs everything. Then you'll have a tiler that comes in and then finally the plumber will come in and do the taps and that. And you're like, whoa. thousand dollars. <laughs> all I want to do is a new vanity. Yeah. Um, so... You, you, yeah, you, you can quickly add up. Uh, things like Airtasker is a place where you can hire people that have great reviews and you can see other people have reviewed them to do jobs. Obviously, if you're getting things like plumbing or electrical work done, do not use Airtasker. Um, there are other sites uh, that you can use to hire proper tradies. and you'd so you want get, to get the repair certificates. Yes, they have to be qualified to do certain things and you want them to be anyway. So um, yeah, get multiple quotes because... What you'll what will happen, particularly for smaller jobs, is um, the quotes will be really varying. Like you might have a thousand dollars to fix this tap, you might have six hundred bucks, you might have two hundred bucks, and just Depends ask how the much they want to do the job as well. Yeah, that's what it is. A lot of tradies just simply have to charge because they have to they have to take a day out of their way just for a small job. Yeah. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, and what I said to Kate was for anyone that isn't really handy around the house is actually listen to what they say. So actually listen when you say, oh, I think, what do you think about this? Listen, because then you can use that piece of information they give you for the next person that comes in. And then you can say, oh, but what about this? And they might not think it's a big deal. And if you get three quotes, um, you'll be able to get the average of them and be like, okay, this guy didn't say that that was a big deal, but the other two guys did. Mm-hmm. So I think I need to go with the two guys that said it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, cool. Moving costs are huge. Yes. So make sure you're comparing different companies and in doing so provide them a really accurate list of how many rooms, how many items, because often when they're online quote system, if you do a really quick job and you don't put in all your data points, uh, it'll give you one quote that might not actually be realistic of the quote of what you mm. get charged on the day. You might be charged hundreds of dollars more yep. because you told them there was one bed and there's in fact two Um, or if you underestimate the number of boxes you need so things like that just being giving them as much data as possible when you're using those online quotes or talking to someone on the phone um, so you can compare really accurately Um, and even asking around for boxes if you know someone's moved recently um, get boxes off them bunnings Um, office works uh, even gumtree marketplace i mean that's probably where i'll go and sell my boxes so someone um that might need them um and even if you can manually move a few things beforehand because they're not that heavy if you're close by um that also takes some of the time off on the day because movers off and charging there might be a set fee plus something per hour yep i would say look for really do your shopping 
uh, shop around here because you can get smaller businesses that charge by the hour and they have smaller trucks. Um, but they could be really, really competitive. Uh, and if they charge by the hour um, and you t- you're clear with them, like I, I think, where was a quote? Anyone that, and everyone that's listened, that listens to this podcast and has moved will know how stressful it is. So having, paying for someone is actually really good. But I think we got quoted for a move, something like $1,500 to $2,000, uh, something crazy, right? And then we thought, well, maybe there's another way to do this. We actually found someone that did it for like 200 bucks. And so you're like, how does that happen? Well, what we did was we made sure all of the boxes were stacked, packed, ready to go at the door when they right. pulled up. Yeah. Um, the second thing is we did some of the smaller things ourselves and just left the bigger things for them. And they were like a small independent business. And because we made it so quick for them, they could actually go on and do two or three other jobs that day. So we didn't have to really waste their time. And it was so, so much cheaper. Um, so yeah, stressful. It can be worth paying up for. Yeah. Shop right. around. On the day they, because um, you'd only paid a deposit beforehand, mm. once they arrived at the new place, they just said, oh, we've sent you the invoice. And so they wouldn't unload until you paid. So you had to make sure you had all your ducks in a row um, and were ready to pay then and there. So that was a little bit stressful having to do that on the spot. Well, Um, but I guess it means they get paid. (laughs) Yep. Okay. So the last one is pets for any of the pet lovers amongst us. Um, If you've got cats, dogs, chickens, rabbits, whatever, whatever floats your goat. Bulk pet food. It's there. Yes, bulk pet food. So bulk, buy in bulk, fantastic. Um, I did mention Amazon and that earlier on. Um, the problem with it is delivery can be quite expensive, but um, there are discount pet stores as well in and around the place. Um, we're very fortunate to have one near us. It's probably the closest pet store uh, and we can save up to 30 to 40% on food. Mm. So that's fantastic. Um, we ha- did have someone on the show from the RSPCA to talk to us about pet insurance. The RSPCA pet insurance, again, is provided by someone else but it's branded with RSPCA and it's one of the most popular. Um, So you can get insurance, but the takeaway from that episode was it can be very expensive. Some vets do their kind of equivalent of insurance, which is like you pay an annual fee and you get a certain number of things within that. So some of those things can include desexing. Some of those things can include vaccinations, um, worming, all of that sort of stuff. Um, That's a big thing. Uh, when you're purchasing a pet, they said to make sure that you check the exchange. And this is where registered breeders and pet owners in Victoria, it's a bit different in New South Wales and throughout the country, um, can go and verify pets and make sure that they're getting you know, the proper pet from, not from a puppy farm or something like mm. that. Um, so that's, the, that's another thing. Um, and we've also had a listener suggestion, Kate. Yes, um, this is a long one, but they added up the cost for medication they used to get from the vet and realized they can save around 350 years, $350 a year (laughs) on their dog if they did it ourselves. So instead of heartworm injections, which were around 140 a year and monthly tick and worm tablets from the vet, which were $30 a month, you can get a single monthly tablet. For example, Nexgard Spectra, if yep. that means something to pet people. Yes, it does. Uh, that will do the lot for under $150 a year and you can buy in bulk things from discount online pet store um, and also using premium grain-free grain free food. dog food. Yep. Um, they said this was interesting. They said they listened to a podcast by Science Versus um, that laid out the evidence that dogs' guts have evolved to efficiently digest grains. So this is a big concern amongst um, dog owners in particular is that there a lot of what goes into the meat air quotes is actually like grains and whatever and it's not necessarily good for them like 
one that we've got at the moment has got macaroni in it um, and it just kind of thickens it up. So that's always been an issue, but maybe according to this podcast, uh, that's not a thing. If it, Actually, if you are the listener that wrote in and said this about the premium um, grain-free dog food and you listen to that podcast episode, can you please, if you're listening, email us or send us a message with the link to that podcast. We will include it in the show notes because I imagine a lot of our uh, pet owner listeners will be interested in that. Yeah. I would be. So um, that'd be great. And yes, Next Guard Spectra, you can buy them uh, in bulk and uh, you can do the, the worming and everything yourself. It's very, very easy. All you've got to do is convince the dog to eat it. And you can do that by just um, tricking them into thinking it's a piece of chicken or some type of treat that you normally give them. And one thing we didn't talk about is actually adopting an animal can be a fantastic thing to do. So RSPCA in your state will be able to help you out with that. I'd even say having your own emergency fund for the pet. Yes, that's very important actually, particularly early on. If your puppy is young, that's when they do most of their injuries or if the dog is later in life, that's when they get most of their vet bills. So those two sides of the spectrum is when you need an emergency fund. Cool. Okay, there are 10 things. Just to recap, in reverse order, we've got pets, moving costs, repairs and maintenance around the house, get multiple quotes, transport, see if you can use public transport, food, don't forget legumes. Uh, We've got furniture, kitchen and appliances, buy, hold, sell, put it on uh, Gumtree or on Facebook if you want to. Water bills, um, there are many ways to get that down. In most states, you will be able to find that you can get a free shower head if you haven't already, as well as light bulbs, just FYI. Um, electricity, white goods. Right now, electricity is going through the roof, so is gas. There are efficient ways to save. I really like your idea of putting the washing machine on overnight. Uh, insurance, be sure to re- renew regularly and check prices. Even if you are part of a loyalty program like RACQ or whatever you're part of, be sure to check the prices in the market. Um, pay annually if you can. Your mortgage slash rent, lock in your rent if you are so inclined. And for your mortgage, be sure to speak to a broker to see if you can refinance, maybe even get a cash back. 10 wonderful things and ways to save money. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of good list. Yes. Lots of things on this list. And I'm sure there's plenty more in our community. So if you want to share some of your savings tips with us via the podcast inbox or via socials or through our Facebook community, definitely let us know. Yeah. Reach out, say good day. And um, if you do, like, if you do want us to bundle all of these up in, a, in our mega episodes that we do around Christmas time, uh, we have. We're going to have to come up with, Kate, 23 ways to save and invest in 2023. We've done that for the last two years. They've been our most popular episodes ever. So we are taking suggestions. 23 fresh ideas. 23 brand. I still, I think the best tip ever was from your parents, which said, (laughs) instead of buying two small coffees, buy one large one and share it. I still think that's great. But I don't know how that would work if you have soy milk and a regular milk drinker or a mocha drinker. Or something like that. You have to be of the same persuasion. Yes, you do. Hmm. Well, that's a good one. There you go. (laughs) There you go. Okay. Well, Kate, as always, thanks for joining me on this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast, where our mission is to improve the financial futures of all Australians. If you'd like to learn more, create a free account at rusk.com.au forward slash account to download free episode workbooks, bonus resources, and take our amazing free personal finance courses. You can also join our online community by following the link in the description. If you enjoyed the show, what we'd love is for you to leave us a snappy review on iTunes. And you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Rask Australia. Kate and I are also on both of those channels. Finally, if you have any feedback, suggestions for episodes or guests to come on the show, or you just have a question for us, shoot us an email at podcast at rask.com.au.
Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.